Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T-minus 37 seconds. Fight with growing equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'll be your host today, Ryan Treasure. And of course, you know, we always like to look into our own backyard right here in the Phoenix area. Uh, and as we continue some of our series of Phoenix first, uh, we're going to continue that today with Mr. Bryce Lloyd. He's the Phoenix market president for First Bank. First Bank has over $18 billion in assets and over 100 locations in Colorado, Arizona, and California. Uh, since 2000, First Bank has contributed over $55 million in countless hours to charitable organizations. Mr. Lloyd has been with First Bank for 29 years and has served on numerous nonprofit boards, including the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Scottsdale and the Scottsdale Area Chamber of Commerce. Bryce, welcome to Finding a Frequency. Thanks, Ryan. Good to be here. Yeah, we really appreciate it. You know, uh, I grew up here in Phoenix. I'm a native, uh, and I can tell you firsthand what the Boys and Girls Clubs did for me, uh, you know, as I was growing up and giving my mom a place for me to go after school, you know, learn how to play basketball, and, right. you know, do all those fun things. So I appreciate your guys' uh, commitment to the community over at First Bay. Uh, we appreciate Boys and Girls Club is a great organization, and they do a lot more than just the sports, as you know. Oh, yeah. it, uh, great leadership development for youth and uh, help with schoolwork and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, you know, I was uh, uh, going to elementary school and junior high, and uh, there used to be a, a daycare, like a van, that would come and pick me up from school yeah. and then drive me over to the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, they would make me do my homework first. Right. Uh, and then after we, you know, did the, the studies and the work and all that, then it was, you know, time to go play basketball or, or, or whatever we were doing. So, yeah, it's definitely some fond memories of what the Boys and Girls Club helped my mom as a single mom, yeah. you know, have, a, have an outlet. Yeah, absolutely. They help a lot of families. I was with the Scottsdale organization, and I think they help like 16,000 kids a year. And, that you know, that doesn't include the one down in Chandler and right. Phoenix. And yeah. It's a big organization. Yeah, I live in Levine, and... Um, you know, uh, I ride motorcycles, and so one of my favorite things to do on the weekend is to, you know, drive up 51st Avenue out through the Indian Reservation and all that over there. Uh, and they have a gigantic uh, 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 Indian Reservation Boys and Girls Club out there that um, I, I went over there and donated some time to help out some of the kids there. Uh, you know, I, uh, I coach sports mm. uh, for kids and stuff like that, and so yeah, I went over there and dedicated a little bit of time. I had a great time over there. It was it was just amazing to, you know, connect with the community, connect with some different, you know like-minded adults as well right now yeah, boys and girls club in scottsdale had a couple of facilities on native american land and they actually had a club way up north i think in peach springs yeah like, you know it's a couple hundred miles away and they were helping support that so you know let's pivot just a little bit you know um i know i know first bank is heavily involved in in nonprofit, and uh, our radio show finding your frequency is about you know the the moment where a person an individual a company decided to you know uh find their frequency follow that path and 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 you know what we what we'd like to say is uh, uh summon the intestinal fortitude to do something uh so why does first bank give back to the community via nonprofit? well if you think about it from a from a selfish perspective, you know, banks are only going to do as well as 
the folks in their neighborhoods and their cities and their communities that they're serving are doing. You know, if if, uh, if our customers are struggling, you know, with whatever issues there might be, that's going to impact us negatively. So it it's in our interest to serve our communities and help them be as healthy as possible. We live and work in those same communities. And, uh, you know, because of those reasons, it's so important. And our company is about 56 years old. It's it's always been in our DNA, but I'll take a moment to stand up for all bankers in general. <laughs> you know, there, there's a there's a stigma with bankers over the last 10 years or so. But you know, you look at even the the super big organizations, the B of A and Wells and Chase, and I mean, they're tremendously involved in the communities. And there's probably not a nonprofit event that goes off without uh, you know one of those organizations or another bank like ours supporting them. So it's 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 part of being a banker. It's one of the things I like about the job is you get to be involved in your community and participate in other things besides just uh just banking well because banking in and of itself is kind of uh not the most exciting thing right right? you know numbers spreadsheets uh, all that big data though right you guys are probably huge into big data banks are tech companies now (laughs) basically absolutely we had we had a conversation about that you know i was uh super excited when all these apps started coming out for the banking because i'm like i don't have to go to the atm anymore to deposit the check i can do it from home and so all of those advances have been have been amazing uh, you know, let's talk about um, what First Bank does for uh, nonprofits. And I know you guys have some incentives for those nonprofits. Let's just kind of talk about that program. Are you talking about Gives Day in specific or just about our, just uh, about our your, your, participation? Your, your participation, and then we'll, we'll definitely get into yeah. Gives Day because that's coming up April 2nd. Yeah. You know, we try to, all, all of our management team, what you might think of as a loan officer or an officer at a bank, we try to be involved in a, several different nonprofits. And we, you know, in our bank, we try to focus on affordable housing in terms of our involvement, um, education. So we encourage all of our all of our officers, all of our management team to to donate their time and serve on a, a board of a nonprofit that um, ideally works in those areas, but certainly something in our community. And try to try to lend some of our financial expertise and um, some of those other things that come with banking that that'll be a helpful to an organization that that is looking for a you know a volunteer board yeah service yeah because all all of those nonprofits for the most part all of those board members are donating their time right you know as kind of their their way to give back to the community right so that you know that's why uh, the, the blurb you read at the beginning talks about the countless hours and it really is because we have hundreds of yeah. uh, employees that do that every year yeah I was just looking at this thing uh, in the write-up about Arizona gives day and you know you guys have first bank employees that are out there pumping gas for people mm-hmm. you know they're they're buying groceries and you know all of that is is you know in, in the behest of kind of paying it forward. Right, right. That's uh, That's been a fun campaign that we've worked on the last few years as we support our Gives Day effort here in Arizona. We also are in Colorado, and they have a big Gives Day effort too, and so we've done that there as well, and it's a fun way to raise awareness. Yeah, so just for those of you who may not know what Gives Day is, Arizona Gives Day is an annual giving uh, movement uniting nonprofits, big and small, uh, new and established ones, to celebrate and increase philanthropy uh, in Arizona through online giving. The event helps raise awareness uh, about the critical role Arizona nonprofits play in the communities uh, and inspires people to give generously creating a thriving and stronger Arizona for all. I know I read that, but I, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't synops, you know, put that into synopsis uh, as well as that does. Yeah, it, Gives Day is a really cool concept, and it is, you're right, it's been around maybe for about 10 years. I think maybe the concept started in Minnesota. Colorado was an early adopter, and Arizona was relatively early adopter. We started in 2013. <laughs> Look at you using tech terms. Right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. I am not an early adopter of anything, but... 
Gives Day is a, basically the concept, 24-hour online giving platform. So it really marries uh, philanthropy, technology with online giving, social media. We rely on that a lot to, um, to spread the word. And it allows people to participate in, in, in help nonprofits. I always equate it to an old-fashioned barn raising where the community come together for one day and yeah. look at the product they built. And, you know, last year we raised over $3 million for close to 900 nonprofits that participated. So um, how could a company like Voice America or an individual, um, you know, like myself, help with uh, Gives Day? Where do, we, where do we find out the information to give and, and leverage that technology to give them our money? Yeah, azgives.org. azgives.org is the website. There's, uh, you know, links to their uh, and again, I'm not, I don't do social media, but... Uh, All the social media is yeah. on the azgives.org uh, site. Got, they got their Facebook, yep. they got their Twitter, <laughs> and you can go check out uh, all of that, and you can participate, you know, and let your network know about it. But on April 2nd, that's our Gives Day this year. You don't have to wait till then. You can go online line right now, and you will see a list of over 700 nonprofits this year, so you're going to find something you know and like. Yeah, well, and I think give the to. Gives is open all the time, right? It you is. can donate at any time, 365. It is, anytime, 365. We would ask, particularly right now as we're coming up on April 2nd, uh, you can set a trigger for that day so that it gets contributed towards that tally. We like yeah. to keep you track. Wanna, and you want to get the high, you want to beat last year's yeah, goal, yeah. right? Yeah, we want to do more than <laughs> 3.2 million, so you can designate that for, for Gives Day specifically, but you don't have to wait till April 2nd. Yeah, so I locally, I listen to KTAR a mm. lot, a lot of talk radio, a lot of sports talk radio as right. well. Uh, and you know, every year, both of those stations who are Bonneville Radio come together and they do a, a telethon for Phoenix Children's Hospital. I've heard that one, yeah. Right, yeah, so I, I this is very similar to that because they've done the same thing where they're like telling all of the listeners, like, look, you. I I know you can donate any time, but yeah. let's wait until the telethon day so we can try to break the record yeah. from last year, which they seem to do every year. It's amazing. Yeah, that's an easy one to get behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have firsthand experience with that hospital too. I've taken my daughter there, and you know they, they treated us my amazing. Kid there too. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. So what uh, what's next on the horizon uh, uh, for First Bank and in the nonprofit world? Do you guys have any plans on some you know new and exciting things that you guys will be doing moving into? I mean, like. Here we are, dude. We're like 20 years into the 21st century, yeah. uh, which is like mind-boggling for me. I was born in the 80s, uh, and so you're young. Yeah, it's still mind-boggling. Yeah, you know, I talk to my kids, and they're like, "You were born in a different century." <laughs> <laughs> but what's next for First Bank? Well, I tell you, right now we really are focused on Gives Day. Um, you might have seen some uh, media, some TV station activity around uh, the undercover server we just did, which was a fun way we bought people's. I did see uh, that. We bought people's uh, meal at a couple with Diego Pops and a biscuits, and <laughs> yeah, uh, just asked people to consider giving it forward on April second. Yeah, that, new, that news story is on Twelve News's website. Yeah, I read it this morning. Tin did it, and yep. Tin was out there, and Fox was out there, so it, it was fun. You know, we did the. Uh, Last year, we pumped gas, as you mentioned, for people who weren't suspecting. And the year before that, we bagged groceries and bought their uh, bought their groceries, which was really cool. So just a way way to raise awareness. But bigger picture, you know, in the last year or two, we've kind of revamped our marketing and our tagline. And at First Bank, we, we call it banking for good. And good means helping our uh, communities, our customers, you know. And our employees, and a big part of that's the nonprofit community. That was actually going to be my next question. I was going to ask you, what does it mean to be banking for good? So you answered that question. There you go. Phenomenally. There you go. Uh, you know, let's kind of let's pivot a little bit. You know, ta- uh, I love talking about business and finance, and you know, some of those kind of things. And you know, our our, our audience is 
wide ranging. We do health and wellness topics, business, finance, entrepreneurial stuff, sports, whatever it is. You know, we, we just like to talk about finding a frequency, but there's a lot of shift happening in, in, in the banking industry, right. a lot of technology being used. Um, if you could kind of give us a predictor for 2020 and beyond, where do you think banking goes? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, and you, you, you seen it. We talked a little bit about it, that the, the, the brick and mortar branches, uh, still very important, but maybe less uh, predominant. And, uh, you know, banks around the country have, have closed branches. You just don't need as many physical locations. As you mentioned, that's so easy to bank on your phone. And as, as, uh, as I'd said to you, we, we see less logins, even just on the uh, desktop than people are using their phone. It's just so easy. I pay my checks where I'm sitting around watching <laughs> TV on Sunday afternoons. It's just so easy. So I think you'll see more of that. Um, for better or for worse, there's consolidation with the big banks. They become uh, more and more predominant. I think people like to bank with uh, somebody's uh, across the country and their technology is great. So that's harder for the smaller banks to keep up. Our bank's big enough that we've kept up on the tech side and uh, compete very well, you know, as far as our technology products. But that's going to continue. So do you guys have, um, you know, like really good uh, interest rates on your checking accounts and some of that kind of stuff? Because I've been reading, like uh, last week, the Fed decided not to raise interest rates. Right. And I'm I, in my head, like, I'm not trying to refinance my house right now. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm like, please raise the interest rate so I can make more money on my savings yeah. account. So talk a little bit about how that affects the, the economy and you guys. Yeah, well, that, yeah, <laughs> as you know, if you've been a saver the last 10 years, it hasn't been very good. But even <laughs> though the terrible. Fed, it's been terrible. But even though the Fed said they're not going to raise rates uh, anymore this year, they raised one in, one in December. I think, mm -hmm. but um, uh, you're seeing a banks are responding a little bit more with some more competitive rates. And we rolled out a, a product recently. We, it doesn't sound great, but relatively it is. It's paying two and a half percent, and you kind of pick your term a year or, or beyond. And um, you know, it's significantly better than which was close to zero mm -hmm. just a few years ago. So I think the the banks are starting to uh, respond and become a little more aggressive on what they pay. So we were. Um we're, we're nine, ten-ish years removed from our, you know, debacle of right. 2009. Yeah. All the information that I read online and, you know, looking at uh, what they call them, cash out refinances, um, the property values, it almost feels to me like we're trending towards a similar, a similar fate. What is your, what is your take on that? You know, I'm personally, and I'm just a guy, so I, you know, but it's not very often I get the president of a bank in here to ask those yeah, types of questions. So. Yeah, my, you know, <laughs> I don't have a crystal ball either, but I feel pretty good. I mean, first of all, I will tell you, it is it is much tougher to qualify for a mortgage than it used to be. It was too easy ten years ago, and mm -hmm. that drove a lot of it. And I think at Phoenix in particular, our recovery has been um, steady and not crazy. And so I think property values still are not significantly above where they were 10 years ago, if they're even at that point in some markets. So I feel pretty good about where we're at. The economy is good. And um, it's a noticeable difference in terms of the craziness that was going on in 2007. Maybe I'm just watching too much doomsday stuff on YouTube because there's a lot of people out there. They're like, oh, 2019, 2020, that's the year. It's all going to come crashing down again. You know, and you look at their their graphs and their charts on you know residential and commercial real estate and, you know, the the trends that they're seeing and they go, you know, comparing their, you know, ups and downs and, and lines versus now and then. And you when you look at the data, it's, it is eerily similar. Yeah, you know, I... Th from what you read, I think that uh, every recession has some different catalyst. So whatever we everything's cyclical. So we're going to see bad times again. 
uh, I, it'll probably look in a different form this time. I don't. It's not going to come in residential real estate. I don't think, at least not in Phoenix. I hope not. <laughs> Commercial real estate perhaps has been been frothy, but uh, I don't think in residential real estate. If you had fifty thousand dollars in your pocket right now, where would you invest it? Oh, I go on uh, online on April second and, uh, and and do it for Arizona Gives Day. You, you would donate it. Azgives.org. Well, maybe not all of it, but uh, yeah. But you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of people look at you know, like we had like what was the longest bear market in who knows yeah. for for a while. Like kind of coming out of the tail yeah. end of that. So I know a lot of people are like, I don't know if I want to keep my money in the stock market. I'm not yeah. sure what's going to happen to it. You know, so where, where do people go from there? That, that's a really good question. I think that's a question that all investors are facing. You know, with the stock market, real estate. I mean, there's. You know, there's not a lot of options that are clear cut. Like even I, treasury bonds are like right. junk right now. Right. It doesn't it doesn't pay much to be in treasuries. So it depends probably on what your horizon is. If you've got a short term horizon, I'd keep it in something very safe, you know, like a CD. <laughs> if you're a long term investor and you're a ten year down the road, then you probably do want to be in the market or real estate or something that's more long term, but yeah, I just decided to let my mutual fund ride at the highest level of risk that there possibly is because I'm young enough that I could probably forego it. I'm a firm believer in that. I think you yeah. just, if you're, you know, if you're thinking retirement or long-term savings, you just, you invest it, discipline, and you don't, yeah. you don't think twice. Awesome. Yeah. Bryce, thank you, man. I appreciate Thanks, you coming Ryan. in and talking a little bit about it. Uh, you know, guys, don't forget to go to azgives.org, Arizona Gives Day, uh, coming to you on April 2nd. Make sure that you guys go check out the website and donate, especially if you're here in Arizona. When you donate money to Arizona Gives, you are directly affecting our community right here in Arizona, in Maricopa County, uh, in, in the area where we live. And so what better way can you think of to spend your hard-earned dollars than right here in our own backyard? Thanks, Ryan. Thank you guys for tuning in to Finding Your Frequency. We'll be back next time right here on voiceamerica.com.